The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Milan Vukovic with Tahibo Tea at 818-610-8088. This is your Half Empty Cup of Joe. Pour a cup of this good smelling coffee. This show is hosted by Joe Jaquin and Jason Walker because half a cup is better than no cup. to the holiday spirit uh, here on the Half Empty Cup. Joe and Jason, uh, welcome one and all. Uh, happy Halloween. Uh, can you say that? Is that, is, that, uh, is that the expression? I don't know. Be safe out there. Uh, try not to. You know, I know for some people they hate this holiday. Uh, totally get it. Uh, you know what? Just try to try, try to. Grin and bear it, if you will. Everybody else out there, I know a lot of people enjoy it. Uh, if nothing else, right, Jason, just be safe out there. Yeah, Halloween's great. I think it beats all the other holidays in a lot of ways. Because, <laughs> you know, it's uh, you know with Christmas and Thanksgiving, all the peer pressure to have to do something about it. You know, this one you can just kind of you can check out. You don't have to do this one. Uh, and and it's uh, it's all about fun, right, Joe? It's you know if, if it's more than about fun, then I guess you know each their own, right? Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, wherever you side on it, uh, just try to try to enjoy it the best you can. If you're if you're not a, a big fan of Halloween, uh, just root for the Diamondbacks tonight. Go turn the the World Series on and uh, root for the Diamondbacks. Yep, yep. So so there you go, Halloween. And uh, you know, I used to have a lot more fun when I moved. From my my previous house that I bought, Joe, we had a huge, huge amount of kids. Hundred to two hundred kids would show up. It was it was quite the fun neighborhood. I always had a lot of fun. But the house I live in now is it's a dead neighborhood for for trick or treating. But uh, it'll be fun. And today though, we got Barry Jones. He comes on about once a month. Uh, he's been I don't know, been on about four times, maybe five times. I can't remember how many times he's been on. But he's he's uh, always bringing good stuff. JFK and Watergate and a lot of of, of uh, you know. What is the government going to do to us this time, or what did they do to us last time, right, Joe? So it'll be should be a good show today. Yeah, very, very, uh, very quickly becoming uh, one one of my uh, favorite guests because he he really has uh, some very good insight and knowledge about things and and how things are uh, really work out there. So I always look forward when we have Barry on. Yeah, let's let's bring him in. He can start to uh, introduce himself. Uh, Barry, I know you got some places people can contact you. You got books that you uh, that you've uh, made that you've written. Excuse me. And you're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Praetorian Guard and JFK. Why don't you give us a little nibble about what's going to happen? What we're talking about today. All right. Well, can you hear me okay? First. Yeah, we can hear you. Perfect. You're great. Okay. Good. Well. My name is Barry Jones, and I am a history teacher, high school history teacher. Been doing this for about 25, 26 years now. 
And uh, I've written a few books about the JFK assassination. I have a website with content, with books, with podcasts, uh, with blogs. And that uh, website address is standardsplushistoryacademy.com. So if anyone's interested, they can check that out. You mentioned the Praetorian Guard. Uh, I, you know, when you originally asked me to be on this show, it was to talk about the JFK assassination, and we've wandered all over the place. We've talked about William Jennings Bryan. We've talked about the deep state. We've talked about Watergate. We did a glancing blow on JFK uh, and the assassination. I hope you'll indulge me. I kind of want to get back to that topic a little bit today and talk about what the Romans sort of invented, which is a uh, sort of a, a guard uh, bodyguards for the emperor or for the Roman commanders. It was actually a bodyguard troop that they nicknamed the Praetorian Guard. We don't call it the Praetorian Guard, we call it the Secret Service. And I think there's, it, it really begs to be studied because it's the one entity that was closest to JFK on the day he was assassinated and it has largely escaped uh, any suspicion. And uh, I think it might end up being a, par- a two-parter, uh, Jason, because there's a lot of information. Okay. So just warning. Well, you know, let me let me uh, jump in with. Uh, I did. I remember that uh, Clint Eastwood movie, where you know where uh, he right. was supposed to be. He was one of the Secret Service guys that just didn't do his job right. You know, so I, I, I think you're right. There's not a lot of criticism on the uh, the way of the Secret Service, and and maybe you can fill us in a little bit on on the Secret Service and, and kind of what their duties are, because I know that right. every ex-president still has Secret Service. And uh, j- just as a side fact, I, I just found out recently that uh, it was, uh, I think it was Comedians in Cars, and I, th- I think uh, Seinfeld went and got, uh, picked up Barack Obama in the car, and he's not allowed to drive. And, and yeah. as an ex-president, if you want to drive your car, you have to give up your Secret Service detail. There's a, there's a lot of control over these former presidents right. by the Secret, uh, Secret Service. Right. Yeah, I think I saw that episode. In fact, uh, I think he was asked if he has a driver's license or if he can drive, and he said he can't. <laughs> he's been, he's had Secret Service protection for so long. Obama said, "I can't even drive." So, well, yes. Uh, go ahead. No, no. I was going to say let's let's continue on. We we got about a minute before the commercial break. Uh, go ahead and uh, start start into it. Okay, well, the, you know, the Secret Service didn't always exist, and uh, it wasn't really seen as a, a necessary item to protect presidents. It was originally started to protect our currency. That was its original purpose, was to root out counterfeiters. And eventually it morphed, because we had a rash of assassinations and assassination attempts, and it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing to the United States of America, this developing country at the time, but uh, this powerful nation to have its leaders be at such risk. And every other country had some some secret service. And so we'll talk about when we get back from the break, how it got started, who started it, who signed it into law. It's a very ironic twist on that when we get back. Excellent. You're listening to Barry Jones here on the Half Empty Cup of Joe. Joe and Jason, we'll be right back. Stay with us. Do something, stop bitching, do something. The Blue Dragon Spa is a man-friendly spa 
With women bringing their husbands and significant others in for pedicures all the time, men's feet hurt too, don't forget. Blue Dragon Spa, 1811 Hover Street, Suites A and B, Longmont, Colorado, 720 680 0492. 720 680 0492. Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us a call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. Off-Road Automotive offers a wide range of used automobiles for all of your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit or no credit, no problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Give them a visit at 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton or give them a call at 303-502-3230. The Tree Farm's 50-cent tree sale is going on now. Choose from thousands of carry-out-sized trees that are easy to handle and easy to plant. While supplies last, buy the first tree at regular price and mix or match a second tree for only 50 cents. Thousands of shade trees, flowering trees, fruit trees, evergreen trees, ornamental trees, and more. Also, huge savings on shrubs and perennials. You Come take see. I-25 to exit 235, then five miles west to the tree farm. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by... James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham and Associates LLC at 720-203-0731. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So put a smile upon your face. Being alive is no disgrace. You can make it a better place. We're back here, the Half Empty Cup. Joe and Jason, our guest today, Barry Jones. And already, just two minutes in, I already learned something new. So the Secret Service, it was set up to stop counterfeiting, right? It was involved in money. Go figure, right, Jason? Of course uh, it was set up to uh, be involved around money. We did mention that uh, when we get back to talking about uh, Abraham Lincoln. I think, if, am I right? Am I right, wrong or right, Barry? It goes back almost as far as Abraham Lincoln, the Secret Service, when it came oh, to the yeah. counterfeiting, and, uh, and oh, yeah. uh, it's gone on since then. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. And, Joe, I threw that in there just for you. I knew you'd enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> but on April 14th, 1865, this is, an ex- this is a very important day in our history. President Lincoln created the Secret Service. He signed it into law. That was in the morning. In the evening, he was assassinated. He was literally assassinated the same day he signed the Secret Service into law. So there's an irony. Uh, The assassination of of President Lincoln by John Wilkes Booth in 1865 was followed up 16 years later by an assassination of President Garfield. 
Now, we'll get into the motives here in a minute. Jason, I'm going to tee you up for that because okay. you're, the resident Gar you're the resident Garfield expert. So <laughs> okay. you're, you're going to be on cue for that. And then about 20 years later, President McKinley was assassinated. Yep. So we have, in a 35-year span, we have three presidents assassinated. And, yep. I mean, that was, that was like epidemic proportions. And, of course, we learned the motive behind the Abraham Lincoln assassination had everything to do with the Civil War. There was a plot uh, involved John Wilkes Booth and some of his buddies. They were going to take out the top three guys. And the fourth guy was a Confederate who was going to reverse the effects of the, of the Civil War. John Wilkes Booth was a Southerner himself. Uh, only one guy really followed through with the plot. The other two, one uh, barely uh, shot the guy in the leg, and the other guy chickened out. And so in the end, the only guy who got assassinated was the same guy that could have saved the South from Reconstruction. That was Abe Lincoln. So it sort of backfired. Then if you fast forward to Garfield, uh, there was the public motive, which was, well, you know, uh, Garfield had uh, reneged on a promise and the spoil system to give a job to a supporter. But the real reason was, Jason. As far as Garfield? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, well, because there's the conspiracy side and there's just the, uh, oh, it was a crazy guy that just shot him. Are you talking about the assassination itself or, or uh, what specifically? What? So I, I get yeah, this right. Yeah, you've mentioned it. You've mentioned it before. When we talked about Garfield, you told some of the things that he was doing that was upsetting the, the elites. Yes. Uh, Man, I, I yes. can tell you, I could, do a, I could do probably a half a show on 1800s presidents, <laughs> the ones that we're not supposed to learn about, because there was also the strange death of uh, William ha uh, Henry Harrison, which actually was a banker-backed candidate. But uh, uh, Andrew Jackson, anti-banker, was the first president that was a, uh, an attempt on his life you know, in 1835. So this thing right. started right after the central bank was eliminated. So Garfield, right. well, Garfield uh, made speeches about, I want to bring it back to the days of Jackson and Lincoln. And he, and he loved the greenback, which was still in circulation at the time. And he wanted to have a, a sound money system. Uh, Garfield was not running for president in 1880. He, he had a speech for... Uh, General Sherman's brother, who was running, and uh, uh, Grant, you know, who was running for the third time as president, uh, couldn't get the, uh, the the delegates needed to to get the nomination. So after like thirty something votes, uh, halfway through, they started voting for uh, James Garfield. You know, a, a Civil War veteran, a real, a real, a real good president. He would have been one of our best presidents by far. He would have he would have saved the greenback and, a, and an interest-free money that which would have kept us from going to the federal reserve a few decades later so uh in uh, inside it was a three months uh, barry two months he, he was oh, shot yeah. and, and then he laid around in bed and they, they a strange doctor that had f the full full care of of uh, garfield kept cutting him open and keeping his wounds open yeah. and he ended up getting an infection and dying it the whole right. thing was, was was really weird uh barry yep well, thank you, Jason. That was excellent. Uh, and, and then the third president to be assassinated within that 35-year period was was McKinley. And another strange one. Mo another strange one. And, and, of course, a lot of the uh, publicly acknowledged motive had to do with the fact that he was uh, one of the, our first imperialist presidents. There's a Spanish-American yep. War angle to it. So, anyway, the long and short of it is we realized 
that the Secret Service, or we needed some entity to protect our presidents. And the Secret Service, which had been created in 65 by Lincoln, its, its job was to protect the currency, but we needed somebody to protect the president. And so uh, they changed, they modified the original purpose. And the Secret Service still protects our nation's currency versus counterfeiters, but a job that was added to them by Congress was Secret Service responsibilities protection of the president. Barry, let me jump in really just one short statement. It's kind of interesting that Abraham Lincoln signs the Secret Service to protect the currency, which is the greenback, which is what he was going to continue to print. He dies, and then they, uh, within a 20-year span, there was such a depression put onto the country because they were withdrawing the greenback out of circulation at a record pace that there was no currency for the people. And so I think the change to the Secret Service Barry had a lot to do with they withdrew the greenback and then protecting against uh, uh, funny money was not really a very important job. So they think they just transferred it over very quietly. Yeah, right. Right. And from Teddy Roosevelt on, who Teddy Roosevelt followed up McKinley, and from Teddy Roosevelt to Eisenhower, the Secret Service did a bang-up job. We didn't have any problems. No assassinations. There may have been attempts, but there were no assassinations. And then we get to JFK, and you had mentioned this earlier. I think it was you. Maybe it was Joe. I, I heard you say it, uh, how the Secret Service has largely escaped the, you know, the suspicion of the American people. And you mentioned that movie. In the line of fire with Clint Eastwood. In the line of fire, yes. Yeah, and remember, the character Clint Eastwood has this guilt that he carries around with him. He can't escape it. And he's he's just obsessed with this new protection detail because he can't repeat the mistakes of 63. And it's just haunting. It haunts him. And that's really the sort of the impression a lot of people have of the Secret Service with respect to Dallas. They just chalk it up and say, well, it was just a bad day. (laughs) <laughs> it was just a bad day. You know, they they, yeah. they they didn't do their job. Well, I think after we get into this, I think it's going to be quickly apparent it was more than just a bad day. Yeah. The, the question is, there are so many failures. There are so many blatant failures, and there are so many coincidences. The question is, where does coincidence end and conspiracy begin? And so I I want to begin with November 2nd. This is 20 days before Dallas, and this is actually in Chicago. Uh, The FBI field office in Chicago got a tip from an anonymous uh, informant, and the only name that the guy would give him was Lee. Uh, We now know that that was Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was an FBI informant. At the time, it was not released to the public who it was. But anyway, this so-called anonymous tipster, Lee, uh, tipped the FBI that there was an assassination plot in Chicago. Uh, JFK was planning to fly to Chicago, and there was going to be a motorcade. It was going to go through the downtown. Uh, it was going to go through tall office buildings. It was going to weave and bob amongst, along the streets. And it was virtually the exact same scenario as Dallas, which would re- be repeated 20 days later. The White House uh, gets word of this because the FBI passes the tip along to the Secret Service. Uh, as soon as that happens, the White House cancels the trip. And where was it? Where was this at again? 
this was in Chicago. Chicago. The, Good. I want to make sure there's the audience keeping up. I know that there's a couple of cities. Did this happen in a couple of cities, Barry? Yes. I'm going to take you through a few. Uh, this was the first. And this is, I'm trying to set the stage that the, the Secret Service should be on high alert because these are, uh, when November 22nd happens, there have been some very high profile alerts in the week, days and weeks prior that should have had the Secret Service on high alert. Uh, the suspect, they actually made an arrest in this Chicago situation. His name was Thomas Arthur Valley. If you do any research on Thomas Arthur Valley, you'll find out he has the exact, and I mean exact, same uh, profile as Lee Harvey Oswald. He's a former yeah. Marine. He was stationed in Japan. Uh, he was considered a lone nut, a uh, little bit loony up top uh, mentally. Uh, a lot of the same things that were released publicly about Lee Harvey Oswald 20 days later uh, were felt about this guy as well, Thomas Arthur Valley. He was arrested minutes after the trip was canceled. Now, that is really important. <laughs> he was not arrested before the trip was canceled. He was arrested after the trip was canceled. When they found him, he had a truck full of ammunition, and he was heading towards work. His office overlooked the route of the motorcade. Does that sound familiar? Uh, exactly. <laughs> there was a cleaning lady who also called in the FBI and said that she had discovered in a rooming house that she was cleaning that had rented to four Cubans that when she went in to clean the bedroom, there was a bed on top of the bed was full of uh, automatic weapons and ammunition and all kinds of uh, uh, stuff that you would use in, in, in a military operation. So she reported it. So they staked out this room and they didn't get two of them, but they did, they did arrest two of, the, of this Cuban four-man team. It turns out uh, that they both, the two that they discovered, they ended up releasing those two, and they end up releasing Thomas Arthur Valley as well. And well, all the have, information. We, if you're CIA assets, I guess you can't really put them in jail, right? I mean, that's kind of how it sounds. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, from what you're saying, Barry, doesn't it seem like that their their scheme was contaminated when the lady found the weapons, and they just pretty much had to call it off? It was contaminated two ways. It was contaminated when Lee tipped the FBI, and they had to pass it on to the Secret Service, and it was tipped a second way by the, the cleaning lady, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, when the, and then when the White House canceled the trip and they knew it was off, they had to go clean up the mess on aisle four, basically. Yep. And then afterwards, after they were released, all the information disappeared. Just disappeared. The only reason we know about this scenario is because of a Secret Service agent who would from Chicago who was in the room when they interviewed the two Cubans. He was privy to all this information, and after the assassination, he went public with it. We so, so Joe, just him. just to just to bring Joe in on it, in an alternate universe, Joe, John F. Kennedy is is assassinated in Chicago, in essentially the exact same fashion with an agent that matches the profile of Lee Harvey Oswald precisely it's just it's just interesting so, so barry continue on because i know there's oh well, yeah joe 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 comment first and let's, let's well just really quickly we had a texter uh that texted in saying chicago the place where joe kennedy paid to swing the vote against nixon 
Mm-hmm. So if Kennedy could win the presidency, <laughs> right? And then uh, hey, uh, that was also uh, maybe uh, I guess what I hear Barry saying is attempt number one was going to be Chicago. Yeah. We may have never have heard the name Lee Harvey Oswald uh, if things had yep. gone the way they were hoping to in Chicago. You know, what they do is they have a, uh, a fall guy, a patsy, set up in every one of these locations that we're going to talk about. The Dallas location just happened to be Oswald. Yeah, but so, the Joe, Chicago, look- Chicago was the first attempt. How corrupt is the government that they can have this set up in multiple places with with CIA operatives? Barely, of course, you're the one who's going to talk to tell the story. I, I know the Tampa story. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling how badly they wanted to get rid of this guy. We got yeah, the music. We got before, the music. We got the music okay. coming in, Barry. Let's. We'll, we'll we'll pod you back up if you want to call in. We'll start to get callers after Barry gets a little further in. But eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty. You're gonna be fascinated with how deeply the government wants to change things and do things. That uh, hey, if, if first you don't succeed, try try again and try again. We'll be right back. Stay with us. KHNC is proud to carry my kind CBD products. Products include cocoa, top shelf tinctures, hemp salve, moisturizing lotions, and retinol cream. They also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin. To see all the CBD products we carry, visit the station at 2 South Parish or check us out online. Go to 1360KHNC.com. Click on the shop button. I've learned to stand with people that are in the storm who have courage. You know, there's a man out there other than President Trump and just a few others that have really proven their mettle in the furnace. It's Mike Lindell. You're not going to get better towels, better sheets, better slippers, better beds, better hundreds of products made in America anywhere. It's ridiculous how high quality it is, how ridiculous the prices are low. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code KHNC. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach urban survival training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343. Hi, this is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I'm here to tell you about my kind CBD products. I have been using these products myself, and I can tell you this is the highest quality CBD product I've ever used in my life. My kind CBD products are 100% THC free, locally sourced from Colorado hemp farmers, and they're organic. And if you want, you can give them a shot today by going to 1360KHNC.com slash shop. And when you do, make sure you try out everything from the sunscreen, to the lotion, to the salve, to the retinol cream, to the tinctures, to the cocoa, to the coffee, to the tea, everything in between. And make sure you try out the pet products as well. They have pet shampoo and pet tincture. You're not going to be disappointed. These products are white labeled and sold in high-end stores and boutique salons for two, three, and four times the price you're going to be paying at 1360KHNC.com shop straight from the manufacturer. So go there and buy your products today. And I know you're going to become a repeat customer just like me. 
This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Wagner Electric at 50 Cup, Joe and Jason, our, our guest Barry Jones, and for our uh, streamers out there and, and uh, those that follow us on Rumble, uh, we're, we're joining the show a little late. We had uh, a little technical difficulty that uh, we just got uh, fixed up, but we're talking about uh, the, the creation of the Secret Service, uh, and then uh, uh, we are getting into... Uh, the Secret Service, I guess like any good uh, agency or any, you know, really any any good team, right? You, you've got a plan and you've got a backup plan. And, and, and my guess is it, it was Chicago, you know, and we're talking the assassination of Kennedy. It looked like they were trying to get it done in Chicago. That didn't work. Then we go we go to Dallas, and, and I'm wondering, Barry, uh, and I don't want to get too far ahead, do you know, was there somewhere else uh, if Dallas fell through? Oh, yeah. We're fixing to get to that. Before Dallas, <laughs> Joe. Before Dallas. Before Dallas. Yep. Before Dallas, there was yeah. another try, Joe. <laughs> go, go ahead, Barry. I want you. Well, I, I wanna... I've, I've seen this story before, and you got much more detail, which is really cool for me to hear. But, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard this. I could back up what Barry's saying because I studied this a little bit myself. And the, the, uh, the, the I think, three attempts. You may, be, you may be telling me there was more, but I know of three attempts before Dallas right. actually happened, Barry. And I want to uh, – I mentioned – I'm going to blow your mind here, guys, uh, but that's okay. I, I'm, this, is, this is all documented stuff. I had mentioned a Secret Service agent named Abraham Bolden. Abraham Bolden was known as the Jackie Robinson of the Secret Service. He was the first black man to have, uh, he was to be on the White House detail. JFK actually requested him. And so a lot of what we know about this Chicago plot came, comes from the testimony of Abraham Bolden. He says that that teletype warning from the tipster the FBI informant named Lee came on October 30th, 1963, and he said it was very specific. It said there was, quote, a hit team of four anti-Castro Cubans coming to Chicago to assassinate JFK. And that's about the time that they heard from the landlady 
who found in the rooming house that she'd run into four Cubans, uh, all of the ammunition, all the guns. She also found a map with an X marked in front of a building that was located on a turn uh, in the motorcade route. And it just so happened to be right in front of the office building where this Thomas Arthur Valley worked. Now, I had also mentioned that Valley had a lot of similarities to Oswald. And they were both ex-Marines. They both worked at a U-2 base in Japan. They both trained anti-Castro fighters. When the Secret Service searched Valley's apartment, they found rifle, they found ammunition, they found a handgun. They found 750 rounds of ammunition in his car, but they did not arrest him. They did not arrest him because the timing of this is what's really important. To be the pat, the White House has not yet canceled the trip. And to be the patsy, Valley could not be arrested until after the shooting. It was immediately after the White House canceled the trip, according to Abraham Bolden, that Thomas Arthur Valley was arrested. Now, simultaneous to that, the Secret Service had staked out the rooming house that they had heard from the landlady, and they saw two of the Cubans but missed the other two. They took the two into custody, and according to Abraham Bolden, their names were David Morales and James Braden. Now this is really important because on November 22, 1963, in Dallas, witnesses placed both Morales and Braden in Dallas. In fact, Braden was arrested in the Daltex building. He was not supposed to be in that building. He claimed he was in Dallas on business and he'd stepped inside the building to make a phone call. And again, the authorities released him. The authorities released him twice, once in Chicago, when they actually were being interrogated, both of them, and the second time in Dallas when they arrested Braden. Now, subsequent investigations have revealed that Morales was a CIA assassin and Braden was a spotter. So you ask, well, what we'll happened to sounds... Arthur Valley? <laughs> that sounds a little bit like the terrorist list of the, of the terrorists that were on the planes for 9-11, and then to find out later that the CIA uh, employed the majority of them, and then after 9-11, the CIA never, to this day, has never taken them uh, off uh, off their employed list, has never declared them deceased. So what, what you're telling me is a smaller version, which is these two guys that were in a plot to assassinate JFK in Chicago end up in Dallas, Joe. It's, 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 <laughs> that's pretty fascinating, Joe. You know, and, and you're sitting so the there going, is, wait a minute, we, go we we see these guys in Chicago. We haul them in. We don't arrest them. And then these same two guys appear in Dallas, and, and once again, nothing happens? Nothing could happen because if you arrest them, it's not going to take anyone very long to figure out who they are, who they work for. And so they had to be released. So the question is, what happened to Thomas Arthur Valley? <laughs> what happened to him? They arrested him. Uh, an hour and a half after his arrest, Valley was released. He was fined $5 for having a hunting knife on his car seat. In the 1970s, an author who was doing a story on this, writing a book about it, his name was Edwin Black, wrote a book called The Chicago Plot. He was searching and searching for Thomas Arthur Valley. It's like he disappeared off the face of the earth. He finally found him living in Arizona in witness protection. <laughs> <Where> he... <laughs> go, 
go continue on, Barry. I'm laughing because it's like it's just never it never stops when it comes to the government and these and these conspiracies, Barry. But we continue on. All right. So they failed in Chicago. That was November two. Fourteen days later, he goes to Tampa. Actually, he's in Palm Beach. The Kennedys have a uh, compound down there, a family compound. He went there for the weekend for vacation, and it's a pretty exclusive little area. But right next to it. The big compound is a house that's available for rent. And a group of Cuban exiles rented the house next to the Kennedys. And the entire weekend, they blasted loud Cuban music. They turned their speakers and aimed them at the Kennedy compound. And they, they blasted loud Cuban music at the Kennedy compound. So much so that Kennedy left early. It was so aggravating. That was on November 16. Two days later, he goes to Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay is... Uh, basically the wheelhouse of Santos Traficante, who is the mafia kingpin there. And we don't have time to get into it here, but he is the guy who put together the S-Force, which was the assassination team to Camp Castro. Again, a word of an assassination plot makes it to the authorities. I'll pick up with Tampa Bay when we get back. Stop bitching. You're listening to Barry Jones, and this is the Half Empty Cup of Joe. We'll be right back. Stop bitching. My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. Hi, folks. I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist, farmland, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Reasons to Own Gold Number 37. Who are the people that tell you not to own gold? Bankers, Wall Street pinstripe bandits, and all the other debt pushers out there. They believe in endless money printing that taxes all of us in the form of inflation. Make sure your wealth is protected by calling the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. We're back here, the half-empty cup, 877-536-1360. 
uh, the call and or text line. We've got Barry Jones uh, kind of talking about how the CIA started and then apparently uh, not long after uh, seemingly got involved in the assassination game. You know, they were uh, rerouted to protect presidents from assassination. Right there in the that assassination binge, and then according to Barry Jones, I guess they decide. I get right job security, right, Barry. Hey, listen, if nobody assassinates the president, well, then we won't have a job anymore. <laughs> so uh, I guess they decided to 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 get into the assassination of the president business. Well, we're going to get into the motive that the Secret Service had. And I think it's going to come in part two of this, but it's a pretty clear motive. Uh, now, I had made a promise to you in the last segment that I was going to blow your mind. And Jason got me off track because he started talking about Tampa Bay and Palm Beach and all this stuff. And he got me excited right. about the future. I want to go back to November 2nd one, for one last thing. This is going to blow your mind, guys. Tell me what you know about the... Godin DM assassination in South Vietnam. I don't recall that. I think vaguely I may have seen that or heard that one time, but I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, I have nothing. No, Godin I have nothing. DM. Okay, he was our partner uh, in South Vietnam. He was the guy that we were going to help if there was a Vietnam War. But he had become increasingly okay. unpopular with the locals, with the Buddhists especially, because he was Catholic. And it was quickly becoming apparent that the Vietnamese people weren't supporting DM, much less the American people supporting an effort to help DM. So the CIA, now this was, this was authorized by JFK. He actually signed a document that authorized a coup to overthrow DM. And we were going to replace him with somebody that the American people would support, the Vietnamese people would support, et cetera, et cetera. However, the CIA, in carrying out the coup, decided to take it one step further and actually have set him up to be assassinated so that he could never come back. The DM brothers, he had a brother, were like Rasputins. They never died. <laughs> and in Vietnamese politics, they just come back from the dead over and over. So the CIA decided to take him out. Look it up. The day DM was assassinated was November 2nd, 1963. In other words, the two biggest threats to a Vietnam War were, were scheduled to be assassinated on the same day. On the same day. DM, DM in Vietnam and JFK here in Chicago. And, uh, you know, it's funny, Barry, we were talking yesterday with our guest, Steve Mitchell, and we were covering all the war stuff. And I had mentioned, look, you know, the economics of war and how important it is. I said, look, Vietnam economically was one of the most important wars of the 1900s. Economically, it was it was vastly important for the, mo the the monetary system worldwide. You know, there was there was a lot of economics involved worldwide because right. of that war. And so the CIA, of course, is the biggest. Uh, I guess uh, is, is if the if the IRS is the uh, is the uh, collector and the Federal Reserve is the uh, the. The, the the mafia right is is the loan right. shark. Well, the, the CIA is kind of like uh, kind of hand in hand with the IRS. They they need certain things to happen for the powers that put them in their position. So it it makes no surprise to me that 
hey, we need to have this Vietnam War, and, and, and our U.S. president has gotten cold feet and decided to be a Boy Scout. That's exactly what yeah, happened. Yeah, well, it's more than cold feet. I don't want to get too far afield in the politics of Vietnam, but he had already signed National Security Action Memo 263, which was removing all the troops. And they weren't troops. Yep. They were considered advisors at the time. He was removing the advisors. They were going to be home, half of them by Christmas that, that year, and yep. the other half after he won re-election. So the Barry, Barry, he did the three know. things. He, he, he verbally said he was going to eliminate the CIA and bust it into a thousand pieces. He was going right. to remove troops out of Vietnam and stop a war from happening. And he uh, signed Executive Order 11110, which was going to start printing money from the Treasury versus the silver dollars that were in federal banks and, and, and to be a, a, against the Federal Reserve System. He, he was doing all of this just months before he was killed. Right. So it's, it's, the timing here is not coincidental. So we were talking about Tampa Bay, and again, we have a tip. And this time, the Tampa Bay FBI office decides not to let the Secret Service know, because the last time they let the Secret Service know, the White House canceled the trip. So this time, to keep JFK coming to Tampa, they, they keep it to themselves. However, Santos Traficante uh, got wind that the authorities knew that there was a plot to kill him in Tampa Bay, and so he himself called off the tip. Now, we know this because Santos Traficante told his lawyer, uh, his lawyer uh, was a pretty famous uh, defense lawyer named F. Lee Bailey. F. Lee Bailey was representing uh, James McCord and others that were in the employ of, of this is twisted, but he, they were at one time in the employ of Santos Traficante. And so in the course of the case, he talked to Santos Traficante and got the story. And the story was that Santos Traficante called off the hit in Tampa Bay. Otherwise, it would have proceeded. So that was November 18th. Uh, November 22nd, four days later, is Dallas. And the Secret Service was intricately involved in every aspect of the assassination, from the pre-planning uh, of, of the actual city itself to the motorcade route to the lineup of the motorcade to all the security precautions that you do in advance everything and then even afterwards the the suppression of evidence the intimidation of witnesses the theft of jfk's body and even the autopsy the secret service was the only it was the nexus of all these different things that were going on these moving parts the secret service was involved in all of them yeah. We got a call that's been waiting for a little bit, okay. uh, Barry. Let's let's get her on before the break, and we'll uh, finish up the, the first hour. Sandra, thank you for holding on. If you want, if anyone else wants to call, text in, give us a comment. Eight seven seven five three six thirteen sixty. Sandra, go ahead. What is your comment? Thank you, Jason, Joe, and thank you, Barry. Um, I am curious to know, um, Jackie Kennedy. She had um, Clint Hill as her detail that day mm -hmm. in in Dallas, and you can see him in the, the, the Zagruder film. He's the one that's crawling on the back of the, the limo. Right. And um, do you know anything about his story, his testimony, um, anything about that? And also, remember, all wars are bankers' wars. Thank you. <laughs> Barry, we'll answer all of that and continue on with what happened in Dallas and the Secret Service. When we get back, you're listening to Half Empty Cup of Joe.
Are you looking for a simple, powerful way to boost your health and wellness? Gresca C60 Oral Supplement detoxifies your body at the cellular level, supporting brain, muscles, joints, organs, and nerve function. Joe's been taking C60 in sunflower oil for six months, and it improved his chronic joint pain and inflammation. Visit c-60.com or call 720-600-6040. Tell them Naturally Inspired Radio sent you. Are you prepared for a power outage? Never be left in the dark again. Wagner Electric has proudly partnered with Generac to provide long-lasting generators for your home. We have standalone and portable generators in stock now. So give us a call for a free estimate at 970-800-3693. If you are constructing or upgrading your home, trust our expert electricians to take care of your home the first time. We offer services for anything from wiring an unfinished basement to wiring a newly built pole barn. Your electrical system is the heartbeat of your home. So don't risk it and give us a call today to get started at 970-800-3693 or visit us at wagnerelectricco.com. We are located off Highway 85 in Greeley at 1517 2nd Avenue. Wagner Electric sets the standard. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. We're back here, the Half Empty Cup, Joe and Jason, our guest today, Barry Jones, and uh, we're kind of outlaying all the attempts before the successful attempt on JFK in Dallas, and then we had a caller calling in about uh, Jackie's bodyguard and and the history there, and then I have to ask, Barry, because I want to say in the last three or four weeks, one of the Secret Service agents claims that he picked up uh, the the bullet fragment or casing, whatever it was, and put it on the stretcher where, where they were hauling off Kennedy, that it was in the seat uh, of the vehicle, which would then obviously make the CIA story uh, not really copacetic anymore. If you could tell us anything about that as well. Yeah, uh, that just came out recently, and, and you know, he's, he's like in his 80s or 90s and writing a book and whatever, and, and basically said that he, when they took the body out of the back seat of the car, when they leaned him forward, a bullet, which was sort of trapped between his back and the seat, fell down into the, into the crack between the top, uh, back of the seat and the bottom of the seat. He reached down, picked it up. He didn't know what to do with it, and there was a witness with him, 
and they both kind of looked at each other and shrugged and he said he put it in his pocket and he went into Parkland Hospital wandering around with this bullet in his pocket he decided just to put it on a stretcher he thought uh, this stretcher here is JFK's stretcher maybe they can you know it'll help somebody the authorities can pick it up they'll find it whatever and he just sort of went on his way and that ended up being uh, in his view the exhibit that the Warren Commission claimed was the magic bullet which if it didn't traverse the body if it didn't go through the body obviously it wasn't a magic bullet it didn't create seven wounds in two people so it blows a hole in the whole magic bullet theory story uh, I have some issues with it, but uh, nevertheless, that's what he's claiming. Who was the caller? What was her name? Do you remember her name? That was Sandra. Sandra. I wanted to talk about Clint Hill because she brought up a really interesting point. Jackie Kennedy had actually requested that the bubble top be left on the limo that morning, and the Secret Service overruled her. Uh, according to the CIA, they said, well, it's because the president didn't want it. No one ever heard the president request that bubble top be removed, but there are plenty of witnesses who heard Jackie Kennedy ask for it to be left on. It had rained that morning. There were puddles in the street. She had that nice pink suit on. She didn't want to be splashed, so she asked for it. We found out later that the guy who requested it was be removed was Bill Moyers. Bill Moyers was LBJ's chief aide. That opens up another area to examine. Nevertheless, uh, I want to talk quickly about Clint Hill because Sandra asked about him. The, there were some protocols that kick into gear whenever there is any kind of event in a motorcade. For example, the driver of the limo is a Secret Service driver. He is obligated, once, once there's any cause for alarm, he's obligated to drive at maximum speed, take evasive action if necessary, and get the heck out of Dodge, right? His name was William Greer. If you watch the Zapruder film, which Sandra referenced, he hits the brake lights, or he hits the brakes. You can see the brake lights on the tail end of the limo, and instead of zooming away, he actually hits the brakes and comes almost to a virtual stop right before, uh, until right after the uh, fatal headshot. Okay, so that was one violation of Secret Service protocols. Uh, another, well, I hear music. You want me to pick this up when we get back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have our over-the-hour break, Barry. We'll be back after that, uh, have pay a few bills and some commercials. But that's Barry Jones you're listening to. We're talking JFK and the Secret Service. 877-536-1360 if you want to call or text. Joe and Jason, we'll be right back. Do something. Stop bitching. Do something. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. This is Steve at Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi, let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654. 
You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast delivering a conservative pro-family perspective since 1983. As an author, speaker, and the founder of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Mrs. Schlafly spent an astounding 70 years in public service, protecting and defending the Constitution, the nuclear family, the unborn, and America's sovereignty. Following that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Like it or not, most Americans are totally dependent on the Internet. The Internet is where many of us get our news, communicate with loved ones, seek entertainment, check the weather, buy merchandise, pay bills, and even book flights. Can you even remember the last day that you did not use the Internet for anything at all? Now, I'm certainly not against the Internet. Our lives have become easier in many ways because of it. However, conservatives should be on the lookout for evil forces who would seek to use the Internet to control the people who depend on it. The big tech giants of Silicon Valley are becoming increasingly bold in their efforts to demand conformity to the leftist agenda. The Internet used to be a place where ideas could be exchanged openly without fear. But now those ideas are being silenced under the guise of misinformation and even hate speech. Leftist moderators are empowered to arbitrate the thin line between political disagreement and falsity. Of course, I have no problem with a platform choosing to moderate their content. If they want to advertise themselves as a place where only leftist thought is welcome, that is their choice. However, they should not be able to claim the mantle of free speech while also denying dissenting voices. They also cannot deny responsibility for what's published on their platform while simultaneously moderating the content. If they want to enjoy all the legal protections of a utility company, they should act like a utility company. When was the last time the phone company censored your call because you talked about politics? Multi-billion dollar tech companies don't want to play by the same rules as everyone else. They have lobbyists at the national level and in every single state of the union with the express purpose of protecting their company from any laws that hinder their profits and control. Americans have embraced the Internet and there's nothing anyone can do to change this. However, what we can do is ensure that the needs of the people and not big tech companies come first in our legislative bodies. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. When big tech billionaires silence conservative voices on social media, the very core of American liberty vanishes. It's happening, and it's a slippery slope. At phyllisschlafly.com, we have a plan for protecting free speech. It starts with you. Please go to phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I would like to encourage everyone to make sure they are prepared financially as the Federal Reserve continues to destroy the value of the dollar. Since the closing of the gold window in 1971, the Federal Reserve has led the way in the explosion of debt and the devaluing of your money. 
They openly say that they need 2% inflation, which simply means they hope to devalue your money, and they want to do this every single year, year after year. I know it's hard to understand, but the Federal Reserve believes in prosperity through debt and growth via the devaluation of your future. To learn more about how to protect yourself, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592 and protect yourself against the devaluing of your money. It's a perfect time to plant trees during the Tree Farm's 50-cent tree sale. Buy the first tree at regular price and get a second tree for only 50 cents. Choose from thousands of carryout-sized shade trees, flowering trees, evergreen trees, and more. Buy one 7- to 8-foot-tall flowering tree for only two sixty-nine fifty, and get another tree for only 50 cents. That's two 7-gallon trees for only two seventy. You Come take I-25 to exit 235, then five miles west to the tree farm. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Wagner Electric at 970-800-3693. This is your half-empty cup of joe. This show is hosted by Joe Jaquint and Jason Walker. Because half a cup is better than no cup. Sorry, half empty up Joe Jason. I gotta remember to turn that other mic on as well. Uh, Barry Jones with us digging into uh, the a little bit here into the Kennedy assassination. You know, we started talking with this uh, the Secret Service, and they were originally uh, chartered to protect the currency and go after counterfeiters, and then. Uh, after a spat of assassinations of the presidents, they got reassigned to protecting uh, the presidents. And now, uh, Barry, who's done a ton of research in this, it sure looks like uh, they've been involved in assassinating presidents. Uh, you know, the, the same ones that they're supposed to protect. And I know you're, you're talking in about uh, Jackie's uh, assignment and his role in all of this. And then I'd like to also touch back because you, you mentioned uh, these Cubans. Weren't, these, weren't there Cubans involved in Watergate as well? That seems like uh, the, the CIA had a very cozy relationship uh, with the Cubans. Oh, hang on, Barry. Hang on. There you go. Go ahead, Barry. Okay, four of the five uh, burglars arrested at Watergate were Cubans. It's the same people. It's the same team. This is why I think on the very first show I did with you guys, Richard Nixon panicked 
when he found out who it was that got arrested uh, after Watergate. It wasn't because of Watergate. He didn't care about that. It was because it goes all the way back to the what he kept calling the Bay of Pigs, which was the JFK assassination. Same people. Uh, if you will indulge me, I'd like to finish answering Sandra. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So Sandra brought up some really interesting points, and you know, I, I told you the number one protocol is for the driver of a limo to hit the gas. We know from countless witnesses. I mean, there were hundreds of people standing there who all testified that the car came to a stop. Uh, we also know by watching the Zapruder film that Clint Hill got out of the follow-up car and ran on foot and caught the limousine. <laughs> so the fastest sprinter in the world can't go faster than 15 miles an hour. Uh, the minimum speed that car was supposed to be going throughout the entire motorcade is 30 miles an hour. And, of course, the shots had already been fired. He should have been zooming away at that point. But a man on foot in, in uh, dress shoes caught him. So we know it came to a stop. Jackie Kennedy even said later, quote, if the agent had hit the gas before the third shot, Jack might still be alive. So we know that the Secret Service agent in the driver's seat uh, <laughs> had a bad day, uh, if you want to use those terms. The second agent who is in the passenger seat is supposed to jump over the back of the seat and jump on top of the president and throw him to the ground and cover him with his body. His name was Roy Kellerman. Roy Kellerman never moved. He had 5.6 seconds between the first shot and the third shot to jump over that seat and react. He never moved. The follow-up car, according to protocol, there were eight Secret Service agents in the follow-up car. Some of them were riding on the, the running boards. Each was armed with an automatic weapon. Their only purpose is to protect the president in case of an emergency. And the, the protocol is that they are supposed to weave and bob and, if possible, get out uh, either to the side of the president's limo and get between the president's limo and where the shots are coming from or to actually chase down the shooters and everybody hop out of that car and go chase them down and shoot them. Nobody moved except one guy, and Sandra noted who it was. It was Clint Hill. Clint Hill is the only Secret Service agent. In fact, he got reprimanded for it because... Emery Roberts, who was in charge of the detail, actually called over the radio. He was in a car in front of the limo, and he called, after the shots were fired, he called over the radio and told all of his Secret Service agents to, quote, stand down. And so Clint Hill actually violated the order of his superior to get off the running board, chase down the limo, crawl up over the back side of the car, which is a very famous scene, get down into the back seat and cover up Jackie and kind of cradle JFK in his head and all the, the pieces of his skull and everything else. Clint Hill actually violated his orders to do that. The only other agent that reacted according to protocol in the entire motorcade was Rufus Youngblood. Rufus Youngblood was the agent assigned to protect Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon Johnson was several cars back in the VP's car. As soon as the shooting started, Agent Youngblood turned in a flash. This is Lyndon Johnson's own testimony. He said, Youngblood turned in a flash immediately after the first explosion. He hit me on the shoulder. He shouted to all of us in the back seat to get down. He pushed me down, and in the same moment which he hit or pushed me, he vaulted over the back seat, and he sat on top of me. 
That's the only, you know, they, the, the Secret Service mate took great care to protect LBJ. They took no care to protect Jack, uh, President Kennedy. The only other agent who responded was Clint Hill, and he actually got reprimanded for it for violating an order. Yeah, just all those details, Barry, has always led the, uh, you know, for people to be suspicious of this. And uh, I, uh, I, I always like linking the 9-11 to the JFK assassination because how, how much information there is that shows you how you know, something was afoot, something was wrong uh, with both those situations. I, and uh, always great you to have talking, somebody comes on to actually say it. Well, you were talking about backup plans, all right? Yep. Let me tell you about the backup plan. There were actually three locations in the Dallas motorcade where the shooting was going to happen. It was either going to be at the airport, Love Field, it was either going to be at Dealey Plaza, or it was going to be at the Trademark. We'll pick that up when we get back. Excellent. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 877-536-1360. You can uh, text us. We'll read it on the air or, uh, or you can call in. Bleed stop. Clinically proven and FDA cleared to stop even arterial bleeds. Pour it into the wound, apply direct pressure, and clotting occurs in seconds. No stinging or burning. Minor cuts or major wounds. Bleed stop is a must for first aid kits, backpacks, and trauma bags. Find bleed stop by clicking on the bleed stop button on the 1360 KHNC webpage. Products and prices listed on the KHNC website are 20% off the regular bleed stop website prices. Get yours today. Any major disaster, especially weather-related, when the power goes out, can cause people to suddenly panic. Within hours, grocery store shelves in your area can be picked clean. Food supply lines get interrupted, and food is hard to find. At that point, it's too late to do anything about it. You must survive only on the food you already have in your home, or risk waiting for the government to respond while you're standing in food lines. So ask yourself, do you have enough food in your home to last for weeks or months? That's why the smart move is to secure your family's personal supply of the most reliable emergency food you can buy. Having at least four weeks' worth of food is not a luxury. It's mandatory. If you don't want you and your family to end up in this situation, go to 1360KHNC.com and click on the Patriot Supply button at the top of the page. That's 1360KHNC.com and click on the Patriot Supply button. The Blue Dragon Spa is a man-friendly spa with women bringing their husbands and significant others in for pedicures all the time. Men's feet hurt too, don't forget. Blue Dragon Spa, 1811 Hover Street, Suites A and B, Longmont, Colorado, 720-680-0492, The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by Milan Vukovic with Tahibo Tea. At 
Welcome back. Half Empty Cup of Joe. Joe and Jason here on a Tuesday. Uh, we got Barry Jones as our guest uh, talking about the Secret Service and their role in the JFK assassination. And as, uh, as Barry continues talking, it's always another fact and another fact. You know, you're not supposed to convict somebody on circumstantial evidence, but there's so much circumstantial evidence around JFK that it sure makes it pretty apparent, uh, Barry, that, uh, you know, there was definitely some nefarious things going on. Uh, Joe, you have a comment? Yeah, and you're thinking about, right, this is the Secret Service. This is the, the, their training, right, their standard operating procedure about what they are supposed to do. I mean, this is what they train for, and essentially what Barry's saying is outside of the person assigned to Jackie, nobody else did their job. Nobody else did what it was that they were allegedly trained to do, right? It just adds to uh, this whole thing, uh, what was a setup from the get-go. Yeah, Joe, I, I, I want to go back to something that you said in the lead-up to the last segment. You had mentioned that the Secret Service had now gotten into the business of assassinating presidents. I, I want to draw a distinction because the Secret Service's role is not actually to be a shooter in this assassination. They are actually to relax the protection. The Praetorian Guard's job, as long as they do their job, no one can get close to the target. No one has access to the target. But the Praetorian Guard, if they choose and if they decide to participate in a plot to assassinate their t the person they're supposed to protect, all they have to do is pull back the protection. Kennedy had no idea how exposed he was. He had no idea as he entered that motorcade, as he got off the plane and entered that motorcade, that he was being led like a lamb to the slaughter and that the people that were supposed to be protecting him were going to stand down and literally let it happen. Uh, I told you as we were going to the break that there were three locations. They had a they had a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. The plan A was to get him as soon as he got off the plane. If you look at Love Field, there were so many people there at Love Field, and a lot of them had come to see Jackie. A lot of them were socialite women from Dallas, and Jackie didn't ordinarily go with president on all his trips but she came to dallas and there's a reason why they wanted to see her and so it was too crowded so they moved on to plan b which was dealey plaza and of course that's where they got him but plan c is very interesting because the secret service was very involved in picking the location where jfk was going to give his speech the kennedy people wanted the motorcade to end at the women's museum in fair park the Women's Museum is actually a very large facility, and it only had two entrances and exits, so it was defendable. And it had a garage door entrance for the limousine, so the limousine would actually drive into the building, they'd shut the door behind it, and the president would be secure. That's what the president's people wanted. But LBJ's people, and of course LBJ is working hand-in-hand -hand with with the leader of the Secret Service, wanted the motorcade to end at the trademark. Now, of course, you know LBJ was from Texas, basically controlled Texas, and got what he wanted. The trademark held 20% fewer people than the women's building, and if you look at a picture of the inside of the trademark, the ceiling is full of catwalks, a perfect place for a sniper. 
It's absolutely undefendable. The building has 42 entrances and exits. There's no garage door entrance. It is not a defendable location. In the end, LBJ and the Secret Service got what they wanted. The, the trip was going to end at the trademark. So if they didn't get him at the Love Field and they didn't get him at Dealey Plaza, they were most certainly going to. He was not going to leave Dallas alive. Let me ask was you this, just, Barry. Was, was there then uh, is there a, a Lee Harvey Oswald was never going to be the shooter? Did they have patsies at all these locations and then shooters that would never be caught? How, how is that? How, how is it understood as, as to the three locations as far as shootings? I don't know who the Patsy would have been at Love Field. I know they would have had one. I don't know who it would have been at the Trademark. Uh, the, obviously, they went to great lengths to set up Oswald at Dealey Plaza, even including getting him a job in the building overlooking the motorcade route. That's a great question, and I have not seen any research on that. Because uh, if you have three locations. spots to shoot him, you can't have Lee Harvey right. Oswald at all three places. Exactly. You've got to have three different patsies. Right, so, and then you also have, have to have three teams of shooters, too. And that that is feasible because the S-Force had over 20 members on it. And the S-Force was trained to hit a moving target from distance with high-powered rifles uh, and a triangulated hit, which means three teams at each location. So that's feasible. I don't know the answer to your question about the Patsies and the other two locations. But here, uh, Joe mentioned some of the breakdowns in security. Uh, let me give you just a few examples. Uh, the, right away, when the motorcade began as it was leaving Love Field, uh, there is video evidence that shows that the leader or the guy who was in charge, the Secret Service agent in charge of the motorcade, Emery Roberts, waved away both Secret Service agents, Don Lawton and Hank Ripka. These were the guys that were supposed to ride on the back of the president's limo. They had a, a running board that they rode on. And in every other motorcade that JFK was ever a participant in, the Secret Service always had two men on the back of his limo, except one, Dallas. Uh, they also always put uh, a military aide to the president in the front seat in the middle, right in the middle between the two Secret Service guys. Jeffrey, his name was Godfrey McHugh. He always sat there, except Dallas. In Dallas, the Secret Service removed him and made him sit in a car at the back of the motorcade. Now, this is important because one of the first shots, as you see, as you watch the uh, motorcade make the turn onto Elm Street, one of the first shots that hit Kennedy is flush right square in the neck. It was right through the front windshield. And if Godfrey McHugh is sitting there, Godfrey McHugh takes a shot in the head instead of JFK. But they moved him. They also always had a lead truck, a flatbed media truck that rode in front of the president's limo. And that's where all the cameras for the media were located. It was just a great big flatbed truck, but it was in front of the limo. They moved the flatbed to the rear of the motorcade in Dallas. It would have made a front shot impossible, but they moved it. All the motorcades JFK ever participated in always had 12 motorcycles surrounding the limousine. They had three in front. Uh, they had two at the front of the uh, limo itself, two at the back of the limo itself, and f uh, three more at the back. In Dallas, the Secret Service directed there only be four motorcycles, and they put them all behind the car, none of them to the side, none of them to the front. That was a break in protocol.
they also changed the route the night before the motorcade and I'm not familiar, I'm not sure if you guys know who the mayor of Dallas was but his name was Earl Cabell Earl Cabell had a brother whose name was Charles Cabell. Charles Cabell was the number two ranking guy in the CIA that JFK had fired after Bay of Pigs. He was right under Alan Dulles. Earl Cabell was his brother. And the night before the assassination, they changed the route. It was supposed to go straight on Main Street, right to the triple underpass. Instead, it makes a 90-degree turn on Houston Street and then a 120-degree turn onto Elm Street. That is a violation of Secret Service protocol. You never turn the limousine or the motorcade in 90 degree turns it slows it down the limo is supposed to stay between 20 and 30 miles an hour when it made that second turn it was under 11 miles an hour and after the second shot it came almost to a complete stop so you see and another uh, intelligence breakdown was they always request the help of the local military intelligence group. In this case, in Dallas, it would have been the 112th military intelligence group. Uh, and instead of coming and showing up that day, they did not come because they were ordered to stand down. They took the bubble top off. They ran the, motorca the motorcade through tall buildings with open windows. JFK didn't have a chance when he got to the to, to uh, Dealey Plaza with a triangulated hit team, one behind the picket fence, one in the Daltex building. We've already talked about Braden got arrested uh, in the Daltex building, and one across the way in the grassy area. He had no chance. The uh, Secret Service had removed the protection. The driver was not going to hit the gas. They were going to shoot until they killed him. The passenger Secret Service agent was not going to jump on top of him. They were not going to speed away. The follow-up car was not going to get between. And that's just to accomplish the shooting. Then afterwards, they're going to be involved in the cleanup as well. Barry, let me ask a question. Uh, yeah. The Zapruder film, was, was that a problem for this whole situation, this, this whole conspiracy? Having that film just pop up seemingly out of nowhere, or was this something that was wanted to be uh, shown to the public. Well, you know, do, you, do you feel like it was no, a set up to actually it was a show? Big problem. It was a big problem. It was a big problem. It was a big problem, which is why Time Life, when they purchased it, kept it hidden in their safe for years until uh, the district attorney down in New Orleans subpoenaed it and got it entered into to evidence and showed it for the first time publicly. It was a big problem because it shows a lot of what we've just discussed. It shows the limo coming to a stop. It shows all the security breakdowns. It shows the, most importantly, it shows the reaction of the president's body when he was hit. You know, in the first shot, it straightens him up because he was hit from the front. In the second shot, it leans him forward because he's hit flush in the back. And in the third shot, it knocks him to his left, uh, back into his left, literally into his wife's lap because he was shot from the side. That's the best evidence we have of a triangulated hit. The president was hit from three directions, and all you got to do is watch the body. What year did that film come out? I always forget. Well, uh, the trial down in New Orleans was 69, and that was the first time it was, was shown in a courtroom in, in an official proceeding. There had been a TV uh, show where it had been shown once earlier, but it was the late 60s. Now, what that means is 
the Warren Commission issued its report in 64, early 64. That means for five or six years, no one saw the most pivotal piece of evidence. And then six years later, we finally see it. But by that time, the Warren report has taken root and it's become the official explanation. And the new evidence was not, it was, it was sufficient enough to get a second investigation started, which was the House Select Committee, but it wasn't sufficient to get the, you know, they had to make, they had to explain the body and, and uh, Arlen Specter, who came up with the, uh, the original uh, magic bullet theory, tried to, you know, they came up with these crazy explanations to show that the bullet did this and it did that, and this is why the president's body did this and that. They had all kinds of experts. It really forced them on the defensive, that visual evidence. So, no, it was not helpful at all. Okay, so yes, because essentially the investigation and the actual assassination, they could have almost said pretty much anything. Of course, there was eyewitnesses, but eyewitnesses can be considered not... Uh, they shut down most of the eyewitnesses who contradicted the story. They didn't. They either didn't put them in the report or they didn't interview them. They didn't bring them to Washington. The Warren Commission ignored them. Uh, they only interviewed and included the testimony of witnesses who supported the official narrative, which was that all the shots come from behind and to the front. And, you know, even the tree, you know, we have the same issue in the Martin Luther King shooting. Trees were in the way. You know, the, the official narrative is all the shooting came from the sixth floor of the depository, and they got these Texas live oaks that don't lose their leaves until the spring, and they're in full bloom. And the, essentially blocking the vision, it would be a basically a guess shot for the guy, the sniper, to be able to try to figure out where the president was, where his car was, where his head was, and yet they're trying to make us believe that this sniper, this poor, less than average shooter, Lee Harvey Oswald, shot from the sixth floor through these Texas live oaks and hit the president with his most accurate shot on the third attempt. We got caller Rhonda coming up. Joe, we'll get Joe's comment on the other side. If you want to call in, it's 877-536-1360. We'll be right back. This is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us a call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. 970-775-0623. Off-Road Automotive offers a wide range of used automobiles for all of your off-road and on-road needs. From classic Jeep CJ7s to high-end sporty Corvettes and everyday commuters, they have a vehicle for you. Bad credit or no credit, no problem. Their professional finance team has you covered. Give them a visit at 1392 Denver Avenue in Fort Lupton or give them a call at 303-502-3230. Trees make you feel good, and the Tree Farm's 50-cent tree sale will make you feel even better. Buy the first tree at regular price and get a second tree for only 50 cents. Choose from thousands of shade trees, flowering trees, evergreen trees, and more. Buy one 6-8-foot tall aspen clump for $169.50 and mix and match another tree for only 50 cents. That's two trees for only $170. You take I-25 to exit 235, then five miles west to the tree farm. 
You've probably been hearing me talk about why refi for a while now. Why refi has been getting a ton of phone calls and I want to thank you for supporting and investing in something that actually helps people. A lot of people are talking about this investment, so I'd like to review the basics with you. First off, yes, it's true. You can earn up to 10.25% fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market or the Fed. You can turn your income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose, and there are absolutely no fees. There is no attack on principle if you ever need your money back and your monthly statements will have no surprises. If you're not sure if you can trust this economy, this secure collateralized portfolio may be a good option for you. Just go to investyrefi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com, or call them at 888-Y-REFI-24. That's 888-Y-REFI-24. Tell them Joe sent you. All of your electronic devices can be severely damaged by lightning bolts and power surges. Even worse, an EMP attack can destroy everything, leaving our technology-dependent society with no technology. But don't let that be you. Go to EMPShield.com and put KHNC in the promo code box. EMP Shield is an electromagnetic pulse, solar flare, and lightning protection system made to protect you and your electronics. Again, go to EMPShield.com and type KHNC in the promo code box. EMPShield.com. The Half Empty Cup of Joe is sponsored by James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham and Associates, LLC at Cup, Joe and Jason, we got Barry Jones with us, and you know, it's just another one, right, where we gotta believe outrageous, outrageous amounts of whether it be uh, going against protocol, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, people just, you know, a calamity of errors, and then, of course, uh, let's not forget, uh, we also gotta believe uh, that science somehow uh, ceased to apply for a brief moment in time and, and guys can shoot through trees and bushes and, and hit guys on the third shot and all this, all of these crazy things. Not to mention, they knew, hey, there was an attempt in Chicago, Tampa Bay. Yeah, let's take the, let's take the, the top off and let, let's get rid of all, all the cops and the motorcade. I mean, uh, really, it, it becomes... So ridiculous, but I think Barry kind of hit it on the head. Unfortunately, the Warren report was allowed to take hold and really uh, was the narrative that, that, let's face it, most of America believed for a very long time. Yeah, a lot of information to take in if you've never heard this stuff or if you've only heard some of it. But before we get back to Barry, you got some callers that came in. 877-536-1360 is the number. Rhonda has been holding through the break. Thanks, Rhonda, for calling. What's your comment? Hi, Barry. Um, Hi. I 
always thought that Jackie was very smart, and um, she knew all these things that were happening um, as this was building up. And the news reported that Jackie was helping the Secret Service man get into the limo. But I've always wondered if she wasn't trying to escape the limo. Well, she... Yeah, I, according to what she has testified and what she has said to her brother Bobby, she was trying to help Clint Hill with one hand, and with the other hand, she was picking up parts of her husband's skull. Uh-oh. In fact, when she got when she got to Parkland Hospital, she, of course, obviously she's in shock. She's wandering around in the hallways, and she's carrying something in a handkerchief. And the doctor, in his hurry to go from Connolly's room back to JFK's room, back and forth, she, she stopped him and she handed this handkerchief to him. And she says, quote, maybe this will help. And when the doctor opened it, it was a chunk of her husband's skull that she had been carrying around from, that she'd picked up off the hood of the, or the uh, trunk lid of the, of the limo. Mm-hmm. But yes, she was trying to help Clint Hill up onto the vehicle. And what you say is very true about Jackie being smart. And in the 30 days after the assassination, Jackie and Bobby, uh, JFK's brother, wrote a joint letter to Nikita Khrushchev. And they had it hand-delivered to Nikita Khrushchev through a trusted emissary. And in that letter, they both said, we know Russia had nothing to do with this assassination. This was accomplished through actors here at home. Jackie always knew that her husband was killed by the government, which is why she she so strenuously objected to Bobby running for president in 68. She said, the same thing that happened to Jack will happen to you. And it did. And it did. Thank you, Rhonda, for the call. Let's, uh, let's continue on. we got one more caller in. Uh, Mike we got Mike in Wyoming. Mike in Wyoming, thanks for calling in. What is your comment, sir? You guys know who Bill Cooper is? Yes. Yes, we've done Bill shows Cooper. on Bill Cooper. Uh, yeah, he, well, you already know how he died and everything. Uh, he was very controversial in a lot of ways. He said it was uh, William uh, Greer, the driver, turned around, and he even had in the Zapruder film. He shot him. At least one of the shots was by him, because that's when they, you guys just got through saying when the slowing down of the thing. And Jackie was close enough that she seen it. That's why she tried running away from it. She was scared. Is what uh, pretty much what he said. Interesting, Barry. What do you say to that? Uh, all, all of my research has not led me to that conclusion. I've heard this before, though, uh, uh, Barry. That uh, the driver actually just kind of did one of those under the arm sort of sh- shoot behind you sort of things. Uh, to, to yeah. be, you know, hey, j- just in case, make sure, you know, overly abundant of caution. To just make sure he's dead sort of thing. I, I have heard that before, but you don't you don't see a lot of uh, validity to that. Uh, no, I don't. I, I've not heard any witness testimony to that effect. I've not seen any video evidence of, to that effect. Their role, the Secret Service, back to a point I made earlier, the Secret Service's role is they are the elite guard. And as long as the elite guard protects the king, they protect the life of the king, the king lives. But if they, for any reason, maybe they disagree with the king, maybe they have a motive other than that, if they ever take or withdraw that protection, 
the king is dead because he's surrounded by too many enemies. So, Barry, and, Barry I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back that up like 100%. I've, I've said on the air so many times that there's a, a, there's a paid elite that has basically purchased the world. I mean, the central banks of each country all work together. There's, a, there's what they call the big club. There's very few uh, nations that are against this situation. So when when people talk about how great Trump is and how he's the enemy, and boy, they, they really hate Trump. They need to get rid of him. If, if he really was the John F. Kennedy of, of, of this generation, I don't think would, would you agree with me, Barry, that he, I don't think he would have lasted the first term. Is that true? Yeah, I do believe that they have different means now to assassinate people, and it's not just their physical bodies. I think they also assassinate character, and they've done that with, with numerous. You mentioned somebody that you had brought up uh, a couple of episodes ago, that Jim Trafficant. Yes. I think was his name, and they assassinated his character. Uh, that is uh, almost as effective because then you make their entire movement a punchline. If you kill him, you make him a, a martyr. So it's actually more effective to assassinate the person's character. But doesn't Trump have more than enough support to, to make a legitimate run at the presidency? I don't think they did a very good job of that. I don't, I don't see the government is, is failing in whatever plans they have. I. I, that's just I, we'll probably disagree on that, but I just to me it's like you're exactly right. If if the Secret Service wants a president dead because he's a threat to the system, it happens. And I just it happens. so happens that I think the last time they needed it done was John F. Kennedy. Joe, Joe you got a comment? Well, I'm just saying. Uh, some uh, texter had texted in that the uh, the film of of JFK's uh, assassination, the Abraham uh, Zapruder film. Uh, they said that it, it first aired on national TV, Geraldo Rivera Show, 1975. Yes. <laughs> right. God, you know, but that was the first public how, viewing. How, how long uh, it took, right? Because, again, uh, you wanted the, the, that Warren report, right? You wanted that to take hold, that, a narr that narrative uh, to really be the narrative uh, for for the world to to know and and uh, you know no opportunity to push back. Stop bitching. We're gonna have to have to do a show on Geraldo Rivera. He seemed to be a pretty important guy in the seventies and the eighties. He got a lot of important work done back then. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the CEO of My Pillow. My passion has always been to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. Radio has helped MyPillow become the amazing company that it is today. And my employees and I want to thank you with some of the best discounts ever. Just go to MyPillow.com right now and use promo code KHNC. There you're going to find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the new six-pack towel sets for only $29.98. This is Craig James from Just Informed Talk Radio, and I want to take a second to tell you about my friends over at TheFreedomPeople.org. If you guys haven't tried them, you need to give them a call today. All you have to do is go to TheFreedomPeople.org and set up your call. And what can they help you do? Well, through legal and lawful processes, they'll help you reduce exposure to the tax man or other bureaucratic bodies. They can help you do things like set up express trusts, which help manage your business assets and affairs effectively and privately, while helping you gain greater control of you and your 
family's future. It can also help you do things like set up private membership associations, which help you restructure your business in a way that allows you to run it exactly how you want. If you believe your children should be able to receive their inheritance without paying an arm and leg in taxes and that taxes are unjust, the government ceases to represent the interests of its people. I want you to take a second today to go to the, T-H-E, freedompeople.org and schedule your call. Let them know I sent you. But more importantly, help make sure that your future is protected and that your business and your family are protected. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach Urban Survival Training Course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the Rev at 303-809-3343. That's 303-809-3343. back half empty cup of joe we got a couple more segments before the end of this one uh we got a caller i'm gonna get him on before we uh miss but i i do want to say uh Geraldo rivera i just you know i i i meant i may mention many times when it comes to doing a show on the elvis presley Geraldo rivera is the only photographer that got the shot of the possible wax dummy in that coffin because they didn't let anybody see elvis up close now i'm hearing Geraldo rivera was the one to put it put this recruiter film on air what happened to that guy that guy is just a shill for government storylines now he just he just whatever the government wants he says it now he must have been bought out long ago but uh just you know he used to be a good conspiracy guy but but joe you got a a comment well my, my question isn't geraldo rivera cuban huh i think he is barry uh i don't do you know. Even know i do know i do know i do know this I have think you, you're right, have Joe. you ever heard of Have you ever heard of Operation Mockingbird? Yes. Operation Mockingbird was when the CIA back in the fifties uh, basically infiltrated the media and bought and controlled certain media personalities, certain media companies, ra- newspaper, radio, TV. And if you look in the documentation, there's two things that stand out about. Number one, there's a list of the names, so you know who it was. And these are very prominent individuals. And number two, it never ended. Operation Mockingbird is one of the few programs the CIA ever uh, initiated that never had a termination date, which makes you wonder about what we're hearing on the news today. But Time Life magazine bought the Zapruder film. They paid a bunch of money to Abraham Zapruder, and they squired it away in their uh, their their uh, lockbox, basically, a vault, and would not allow it ever to be seen publicly. Now, do a little research on Time Life, and it becomes quickly apparent which side Time Life was beholden to. Time Life was doing the bidding of the CIA. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. And I've, I've, we have talked about briefly, and one of our guests in, in years past talked about Operation Mockingbird, so we have covered that in, in lightly. But 
Uh, we have Brian coming on. Let's get him on the, the air. He's been waiting over the break. Brian, thanks for calling in. What is your comment? Hey, guys, thanks. Uh, I'm with Joe. I think uh, a uh, feature on Geraldo Rivera would be a knee slapper. But uh, uh, in any case, the reason I call a couple points for Barry, and uh, Barry, I like what you do here. Um, I uh, Somewhere along the line, I heard that the, or read or something, and I don't remember when, and it surprised me, and I never tried to track it down, that uh, the Zapruder film had been uh, uh, cut, had been, uh, mm -hmm. you know, someone had, had, and then restored. So I wondered right. if you ever come across that allegation. And then um, also, let's see, there was something else I was going to, mentioned to you uh slips my mind now if it if it comes back up i'll call back up uh you guys have a good one thanks so much and carry on barry uh yes actually that is true uh, it's a Pruder film when it got seen publicly uh <laughs> it was discovered that it had been spliced and there's a long story about who picked up the Zapruder film from Abraham Zapruder after he sold it. He, two men mis misrepresented themselves. They had Time Life credentials. They actually took the film back to New York to a laboratory, and these folks turned out to be CIA guys. They did not take the film back to Chicago, where the headquarters of the Time Life magazine was, until uh, weeks later. In the... Uh, in the critical frames, critical frames was like frame 313, and there was another frame. The frames had been transposed. Transposed means they were reversed. Why was it necessary to reverse those frames? When you watch the, the unedited version of the Zapruder film, you see the president's body lurch forward after he was hit in the back and lurched back and to his left when he was hit from the side to the headshot. Transposing the frames has the effect of reversing the body movements. When J. Edgar Hoover was confronted about this years later, he said it, quote, was an innocent printing error. Let me ask you a question, Barry, because uh, if, if it was a CIA operative that ended up with it, why didn't they just destroy it? Like, because, uh, you know, uh, was it 30... 30,000 30, uh, reels, 31,000 reels mm -hmm. of, of uh, Apollo moon landings just ended up destroyed and missing when people started they just, questioning moon landings. Uh, why didn't they just, why didn't this film just end up missing? Well, that's a good question. I will speculate that there were too many people who knew it existed already. Abraham Zapruder obviously took the film and sold it. His secretary was with him, holding him. He had vertigo. So when he stood on that pergola to take the, to take the shot, to take the video, she held him by his waist. So she knew. Time Life knew because they had purchased it. Uh, Maybe so, copy? Do you think he kept a copy? Um, I, they, they, there's always been speculation that he did. It's never been proven. Uh, it would have been one of those wild goose chases to find out. Obviously, their predisposition was to destroy it because they destroyed everybody else's. There were other films that were taken that day in Dealey Plaza. They collected them, said they would return them, never did, destroyed them. They, they destroyed photographs. They destroyed 
all kinds of evidence. And, a lot, and, I, and in the part two of this, I want to talk about the Secret Service's role in the cover-up. The Secret Service was intricately involved in a lot of this, which is another reason why we know that they were not on the up and up on that day. Joe? So, so Barry, in part one here, you kind of laid out uh, the Secret Service uh, allowed for it to happen. Uh, and when we get Barry back uh, at the end of the month, We'll, we'll talk about uh, what they did after the fact. So, so you know, this show here, we kind of covered, hey, here's all the things that they did leading up to uh, President Kennedy being assassinated. And then when we come back, the, the next time we have Barry on, uh, we'll, we'll dive deep into all the things that they did after the fact. To, to keep, I guess, to keep the lie, to keep the narrative, and keep this from the American public. We'll be back wrapping up the half-empty cup right after the break. This is Clay with Wagner Electric Company. We're out of Greeley. We're here to promote our Generac and Cummins standby generators and our service to the community with any electrical needs. We're located at 1517 2nd Avenue in Greeley, 970-800-3693. The biggest thing that we want to promote is that we set the standard and we're here to support you and your needs. 970-800-3693. Hey folks, as a CBD user, I can attest to its effectiveness. And now my kind CBD products are available at the station. You'll see tinctures, salves, lotions, creams, coffee, cocoa, tea, and much more. You'll even find CBD retinol cream. KHNC also carries my kind pet products, including shampoo and tincture, allowing your best friend to enjoy the same benefits of CBD that you do. The best prices, the best quality, and all THC free. My kind CBD, CBD as nature intended it. My name is James with Milco Carpet Cleaning. I'm based out of Millican, serving all of northern Colorado. We're a family-owned company that will clean your carpets, upholstery, tile, and rugs. My goal is to freshen your home and business, leaving you dry and clean in no time with no residues. Mention this ad and receive $10 per room off, up to $50. You can call me at 970-405-3740 or email me at nococarpetcleaning at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my reviews on Google. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out, 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. a little song I wrote You might want to sing it note for note Don't worry Be happy Final segment here on the Half Empty Cup uh, Joe and Jason, Barry Jones and want to give a big shout out to Barry, he always has great stuff uh, 
Great job today by the callers and texters as well. Jason, it's kind of kind of perfect timing. You know, we kind of really got through uh, the, the initial, uh, what, what we'll call either calamity of events or deliberate acts by the Secret Service to allow for the potential of the assassination. And then when we get Barry back the next time, We'll cover, we'll cover all the things they did after the fact. Yeah, it should be good. He'll be on the, uh, the fourth Tuesday next month. Uh, to make sure Barry's schedule matches up, but I'm sure it will. But Barry, I had one, one uh, off, off, off the subject a little bit question, something we haven't really covered on the show yet. Uh, what about uh, about 15 min- uh, months earlier than uh, the JFK assassination when Marilyn Monroe died. Do you, what do you think of, of that one, and was she murdered? I don't know if you've, because uh, you're a JFK, I just didn't know yeah. if you've researched that also. Marilyn Monroe had an affair with Jack. Jack called it off because Marilyn got crazy and decided she was going to replace Jackie. And so she made entreaties to the White House through Bobby to tell Jack that she was pregnant. And she wanted to force a divorce between Jack and Jackie, and she wanted to be the new first lady. I know that sounds far fetched. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so then. Okay, I'm so not then. finished. Okay. I'm not finished. Okay. So, Bobby, while he's acting as wow. the intermediary between, between Marilyn Monroe and the White House and her, his brother, fell in love with Marilyn and had an affair with her at the same time his brother was having an affair with her. Bobby. So she essentially has Bobby and Jack over a fence post. She's got all kinds of dirt on them. But she was not going to go quietly into the night. In fact, uh, she had just made known her intentions to go to the media and tell the media everything I just told you. Uh, By the way, she had been pregnant and they had paid for an abortion. So this so, so let me ask a quick question. A quick question then. Yeah. Uh, Would her, assa- you know, her assassination, would, would that be from the Kennedys doing this? Bobby or would arranged that be- it. Bobby. Because I'm, I'm an old Danza, I'm a Danzig uh, music fan. I love uh, heavy metal music. And, and uh, his earliest band was the Misfits. And, they, and he did a song called uh, Who Killed Maryland? And one of the things he asked in the song is, like, could it have been the Kennedys? Could it have been the Kennedys? And I, I was like, it was Bobby. Just, Bobby Kennedy. It was Bobby. Bobby was in L.A. the day she died. It just seems like everybody uh, goes to Washington, D.C. and gets dirty, don't they, uh, Barry? Bobby thought he was doing it to save his brother. <laughs> uh, that's what everybody, that's the motive a lot of people ascribe to him. Bobby was really doing it to save his own marriage. Bobby was squeaky clean. At least everybody thought he was. And here is this good Catholic. He had 12 kids or however many kids he had with his wife. But he had had an affair with, with Marilyn, and Marilyn was threatening to bring down his brother and him. So they took her out. We will have, we'll have to cover that. The, we'll have to cover that on another show for sure, Barry. Yeah, I've, fascinating. I've done a lot of, yeah, I've done a lot of research on that one as well. And, you know, the interesting thing about her, in order to make it look like a drug overdose, uh, they used a bag of a very, a very intense uh, – <laughs> drug that they actually gave it to her in the form of an enema and that's why there were no bot there were no marks on her body and they were able to rule it the coroner was able to rule it as a drug overdose there you go that's barry jones we got plenty more with him next month joe what do you say 
That, that is one heck of a way to end the show, right? Uh, wow. Barry Jones, thank you so much. God bless everybody. Alex Jones coming up next. This is Steve of Ramsey Auto Group. Hey, this is Mike from Ramsey Auto Group. Just stopping in to say hi, let you know that we're still open, still in business, and still rocking and rolling. You know, if you're looking for a good car experience, come see us. We have old school values. We still operate by handshake. We're not pushy. We want you to be happy, and uh, we have a great selection of trucks. 6175 West 10th Street, Greeley. 970-443-5654. 970-443-5654. Are you looking to sell your excess construction equipment? Trust Steffes Group's team of professionals to get you the best return on your investment. Steffes Group is a nationally recognized leader in the auction business with over 60 years of experience. Their team of professionals prioritize honesty, integrity, and outstanding service, and they work with you every step of the way to ensure a smooth and successful auction process. Go to steffesgroup.com right now to find a sales representative near you and discuss your options today. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. 